0: Heyo everyone, welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast and on this episode we're going to be talking about anime episodes 71 through 73 which will be covering manga chapters 116 through 120. These episodes dive into the lore of the giants in the world of One Piece as well as we get to see the underhanded and dirty schemes of the Baroque Works Mr. 3 pair. So let's get into the synopsis. Picking up from the last episode, we find Nami and Usopp getting taken away to the the camp of a giant known as Bragi, while Luffy, Vivi, and Karu run into another giant on the island named Dori. Both groups end up befriending their respective giants and learn that the two have been in a heated rivalry duel for the past hundred years. They soon learn that they're not alone on the island as the Baroque Works, Mr. 3, and Mr. 5 pairs are here to disrupt the duel in order to capture the Straw Hats and Vivi, as well as collect the two bounties on the two giants. As far as differences go, there aren't really any huge differences in these episodes. In fact, they're incredibly minor to the point where they really don't even need to be mentioned. There's just things like toned down blood and also for continuity's sake, BB is still wearing her diagonally striped shirt as opposed to the circular ones that we mentioned in past episodes. But really, that's it. Everything else is pretty faithfully adapted. Moving right along to my thoughts, people often kind of dismiss the Little Garden Arc, I feel like, but there's actually many great things that get established or built here, and I thoroughly enjoy watching or reading the Little Garden Arc. First is seeing Luffy and Vivi's relationship developing. She's still very apprehensive of Luffy's competence as a captain and a leader but I really like seeing over these few episodes especially Vivi learning and understanding what kind of person Luffy really is. That slow realization of Luffy's craziness but also how thoughtful and caring he is towards people and I also enjoy how over these episodes and the arc as a whole that he and his crew are genuinely good people and that she can trust them as well as depend on them going forward to help her in her plight to save her country now to the other group that's going out onto the island I understand that Zoro and Sanji have been pretty much at it since they've met on the Baratie but for me I feel like this is where the Zoro Sanji rivalry truly begins because at this point Sanji was still willing to ask Zoro for help in collecting some food, but then Zoro goads Sanji by saying he has the superior hunting skills, and thus Sanji with his pride can't back down and they have their first competition, and from here on out, it never lets up, which is always fun to watch. Of course, we can't talk about Little Garden without mentioning the introduction to the giants, as well as their home country of Elbath. We're introduced to 2 longtime dueling giants, Dori and Bragi, the giants and Elbaf are an ever-present race and a place that is referred to throughout the entire series, and we get our first taste of them here. It doesn't take long, but you immediately really take a liking to these two. I love the dialogue between the Giants and the two groups of Straw Hats. For starters, both Dory and Bragi are incredibly likable with how earnest and kind they are, but also incredibly tough you immediately get that feeling they're both fierce warriors but also just the most down-to-earth and welcoming people just the thing about how earnest and down-to-earth they are I really like their honorable warrior fighting spirit that they display the amount of respect they have for the duel and each other really comes across effectively and you can't help but admire it just like Usopp and Luffy do The other significant aspect of the introduction of the Giants and Elbap is how it pertains to Usopp and his dream. From seeing the Giants' philosophy and lifestyle, it really speaks to Usopp and his sense of what it means to be a brave warrior of the sea. It's here that Usopp develops a true and concrete angle for his dream, and Usopp's dream has always been kind of... M- m- a- abstract compared to the rest of the crew up to this point. There seemingly wasn't really an end goal or something tangible like the others. But here we finally get a destination as well as how this dream's end goal would manifest itself. Usopp truly sees for the first time what it means to be a proud warrior and the type of mindset it's needed. Usopp now has the need to go visit Elbaf and see this culture firsthand to really learn and become the brave warrior of the sea that he desires to be. And it's kind of a small little scene here related to this is that I really like Nami not really understanding or having any interest in this warrior pride stuff even to the point where she pokes a little fun at him with that oh so you want to be a giant joke which is pretty funny there is still a really sweet moment here as Nami does actually understand how important this is to Soap and decides to stay and support his dream even though she wanted to get away and get back to the Merry. I really like this as it shows that they all do care about each other and would not only do anything to accomplish Their own dreams, but also help each other achieve their dreams as well. One thing of note that gets revealed by Dory here is that the log period for the little garden is one year, which is an insane amount of time. Given Bibi's situation, it's probably not time that they can waste, so it'll be interesting to see how they get around this issue. Now that we've been introduced to the giants, we now move on to the intro of our main villains of the arc. And Oda does it again, creating villains we absolutely despise. Mr. Three's tampering with the giant's duel just hurts hurts and it is so infuriating. This is accomplished so well because of many things that come before it. For example, Mr. 3's cheating and dirty mindset. You just hate seeing a guy this arrogant and full of himself yet use all these slimy and underhanded methods to win. Just makes your blood boil and pisses you off to no end. Another thing is the story also endears you even more to the giants in their duel by highlighting Luffy and Usopp's admiration which contributes to the significance and the attachment to. The duel itself, as well as the Giants. Next, the world building around Dory and Broggy, as well as Elbaf, showing us what this victory actually means to these characters and us, the viewer, with Dory's conviction to fight even after being gravely injured by the explosive alcohol. And lastly, the nail in the coffin is just seeing what the victory meant to Broggy after he beats Dory as he's crying tears of joy and oh man, so heartbreaking because he gets that moment ripped away from him by the conniving Mr. 3, realizing that the victory meant nothing, and that more importantly, he may have just killed his absolute best friend for no reason at all. It's just, yeah, heartbreaking and infuriating. I mean, and we absolutely share in Luffy's frustration here. I mean, he's going nuts with anger, and rightfully so. It sucks. Not to mention, we hate Mr. 5 and Miss Valentine all over again as they capture and torture Karu to lure Vivi, but after he stays true and loyal, he's beaten to a pulp and also gets our blood boiling for all the Rogue Warp's villains. Yeah, it's like I know how Oda does it, and I can pinpoint every little thing that he does to do it, but it always amazes me how he gets us, the reader or viewer, to hate the villains so much and make the ending so satisfying when they get defeated. It's always a marvel, and I love it. And then, lastly, with these sets of episodes and Little Garden in general, there's that sort of overall theme of pride and integrity and the warrior spirit, which is very present. We see that with the Giants and their duel, it's emphasized greatly with their culture and their attitude towards combat while being interestingly juxtaposed by a villain like Mr. 3 who fights in the most underhanded and dirtiest ways possible to the point where he doesn't have enough respect or honor to even show his face to his opponents, opting to just take them out from the shadows. And we're left on another tense cliffhanger as Luffy is trapped underneath that giant skull and the others have been captured by Mr. 3 and Miss Golden Week as they're all tricked by his wax statues all in all these episodes do feel very small scale compared to what we've seen in some of the past arcs but i don't feel like it takes away too much or any at all from the overall feel and storytelling the giants dory and broggy are great new characters and super likable while villains like mr three and mr five are just detestable and makes for some really engaging episodes i for one can't wait to talk about the next few episodes on the next odd podcast so stay tuned for that next week. It's a rather short episode this week, but I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, send me a like or a comment. If you want to join me on rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at SunnyGoPodcast. if you want some updates on when I post new episodes. I know I've been a little slow lately, but it's been a little busy. And if you wanted to see some other random pictures of my manga or other stuff, check those out. And as always, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast and stay tuned for a small spoiler section if you're interested because I just have a couple things I wanted to talk about. But anyways, if not, hope to see you on the next episode. See ya all righty spoiler section now obviously the giants play a huge role in one piece and they're everywhere now and You know, it started all with Broggy and Dory, and I think it's fun to see the giants, because there's still a lot of mystery around them, and we have yet to actually be on Elbaf, and with the series kind of in its sort of its climactic portion, I mean, the series probably won't end for at least another five, six, seven years, but, you know, I would hope that we actually do get to land on Elbaf, and they get to explore that island, and you know, obviously, that's a very important thing for Usopp's dream to be fulfilled. One thing I wanted to mention, though, I guess it directly relates to this, is I love that this interaction with Dory and Bragi and Usopp plays a huge role in turning the tide during the NES Lobby arc, where Usopp gets Oimo and Kashi to sort of change sides and help them because of the fact that he knew about Dory and Bragi because the Marines were actually lying to them. About the fact that they had Dory and Bragi in custody. And that in the only way to let them out was to serve the marines. Which is a really underhanded way. I guess it's not so much the marines. It was the world government that said that lie to them. But yeah it's the fact that Usopp built this relationship with Dory and Bragi. And him using that relationship and calling it back. Hundreds of episodes later to help them turn the tide of the Enies Lobby siege was pretty cool to see and i love that there's this callback to little garden from there but yeah beyond that i mean there are a bunch of giants in different pirate crews as well as zombie giants there's obviously the experimentation on punk hazard to create giants artificially with caesar and all of that and you know we'll obviously get to that when we get to punk hazard and then You have one of the most famous emperors, Big Mom, is a giant herself. And so yeah, we have giants everywhere in the world of One Piece and this is where it starts. And I like the fact that they keep the giants a pretty significant race in the series. But yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about for now. Obviously, we'll get into giants more as the series progresses because we still have Sao and we have uh, Oimo and Kashi, like I mentioned earlier, and then we have Ores, all of those guys. So... We'll definitely get into that in future episodes. But anyways, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Bye.